Welcome to another edition of Talk A Good Game. I'm here, as usual, with Fergal Lynch. Uh, hello, Fergal. How are you, Jimmy? How are you getting on? We're in a nice, cool uh, room here because it's quite hot outside as it is. Uh, well, at least we're not in Paris or something like that, where it's for, I think it's 42 degrees today. But the be in Prague this time tomorrow, Jimmy. Prague, so, okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, 38, 39 degrees. Who's playing over there, Fergal? Uh, 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 league finals? Any yeah, league finals just over uh, there? Uh, research. Research, oh, research uh, okay. just anticipating Dundalk getting through the qualifying series of the Champions League. Just want to, in case yeah. they end up playing a team from uh, Czech Republic, I'm just going yeah. to tip over there for a I don't a think they're due to play them next. Uh, no, but uh, you know, if they get through to the group stages, you never one, know. 1-1, one, 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 um, I don't think any Czech team is going to get through to the group stages. <laughs> We're a little bit late with the podcast this week folks sorry about that uh, some of the members of staff of the the sports department decided to take a couple of days off and Would you, uh, you yeah me okay <laughs> yeah that's very true uh, i was off for a couple of days as i put out on twitter i missed my first mead championship game in at least 20 years um on sunday uh, the mead against mayo game in the super eights unfortunately i missed that i was on duty with um our minor team my ladies' minor team were in an All-Ireland semi-final against Monaghan. Unfortunately, that didn't work out too well for us. A uh, very good Monaghan team um, beat us 3-16 to 3-12 in Kings Court. Good performance from us, but typically all year we've gotten off to bad starts and it was no different last Sunday. We were 2-3 to a point down after 10 minutes. Um, clawed our way back into it. We were only 3-6 to 2-6 down at half time. Uh, Emma Duggan was inspirational for him for us as she usually is playing her second game in 24 hours and our captain Orla Lally playing her second game in 24 hours after playing for the seniors before Emma scored 2-10 uh, we managed to get it back down to I think it was a point or two with about 8 or 9 minutes to go and uh, Orla got a yellow card in sin bin for we look back on the video it's for a challenge or a tackle that nobody seems to know how it warranted a yellow card so it was very disappointing but look most managers and they lose big games tend to uh, point a finger at, at referees and, and things like that. Just wasn't our day. We didn't perform to what we're capable of. Mm. Um, good year winning a first Leinster in, in 17 years. First time a me team have won a Leinster minor in 17 years. We beat a Kildare team uh, that was highly fancied and, and we beat them well in the Leinster final. And I was talking to the Cork manager actually who Monaghan will play in the All-Ireland Ladies Minor final next week I was talking to the court manager and they were really fearing coming up against us in an All-Ireland final because they had played Kildare in a challenge match and Kildare had actually beaten them quite well so we're disappointed not to be in the final um, but look at these girls are good footballers and they have a big bright future ahead of them um, yeah but it's all about gaining experience isn't it Surely it is yeah and, and the under 16s were in an All-Ireland All-Ireland final last night against Galway uh, Galway won on a 7-16 to 3-10 in Banagher and Jesus they were some team that Galway team unbelievable and I reckon a Galway team would go close to beating the Mead senior team the Galway under 16s would go close to beating the Mead senior team they're very very strong very fast moving very confident on the ball great hands but the girl, the Mead girls did really really well like 7-16 to 3-10 is not a fair reflection mm. of how well they played it was real end to end stuff and just as can be in ladies football, goals can be a killer and, and they got in too often for goals despite a brilliant display from the me goalkeeper. You should have seen some of the saves. The bravery she had last night was unbelievable. Who is that she made about three, I can't remember what her name is. God, I'm, I'm, that's terrible. Girl from Manalvi. Um, she made about three unbelievable saves. 
that happened to fall a bit like Marcus Brennan's penalty save against Mayo happened to fall straight back to the player that, that had taken the initial shot and ended up with an easy tap in so mm. look at the future's bright the seniors had a comfortable win ladies seniors had a comfortable win over Wicklow uh, in Ashburn as I said last Saturday which Orla Lally and Emma Duggan both played in that as well um, so they now play Longford this Sunday knowing that a win will secure a place in the quarterfinal of the All-Ireland Intermediate Championships and well, that's that's the aim for me, ladies, this year. At least we had a victory over the weekend, Virgo, because there was a lot of, couple of me teams out and uh, unfortunately most of them ended up on the losing side of the tracks. Yeah, you uh, were in Sample Stadium, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, I was in Sample Stadium on Saturday. Um, I, I'm not sure what, what it is about me teams these days, but they seem to be suffering from what was that uh, game collapses uh, at the wicket, as we might use a cricket analogy. That was the All-Ireland Under-20 Hurling uh, Championship semi-final. Um, you know, B, I should mention, B, of course. Um, yeah. But it they did well to get to it and, you know, it just didn't beat Kildare as well. And... Uh, Look, there were, there were eight points up early in the second half. They had a brilliant first half. You talk about ga- games that are a game of two halves. This was a classic example of that. Mead were brilliant in the first half. They couldn't do anything wrong, really. You know, everything they tried turned to turned to gold. Six uh, points th- up at halftime. Yeah, they, they went to eight points up early in the second half. Yeah. Um, and then what happened? Um, well, they started to... Um, to implore them, afraid, you know, Kerry, uh, Kerry brought on, it was a very interesting aspect of this game, Kerry brought on this player, Barry O'Mahony, now obviously, obviously a young guy, you know, 19, I, I, I'd guess, but he played uh, for Kerry in the Munster Under-20 Football Championship on Thursday evening against Cork, they were well beaten against Cork, yeah. but he played in that game, on, on Friday night, he played for his club, Crotto O'Neill's in a senior hurling game down in Kerry, uh, a f- full game, yeah, and then on Saturday, he didn't start now on Saturday, but he, he came on at half time. But the fact that he was playing at all was some sort of a, a miracle, and it Good player welfare there. So well, three, three games in three days. Well, yeah. he only came on the third one, but well, he only came on, and yeah, but it does, and, and he changed the, the whole. He's a quality player. He changed the whole, f- the whole flow of the game with his with his passing and his his general play. Scored eight points as well. Yeah, I mean, he was he no, he was he's a class player. And you can see how he's going to be a class footballer, but uh, I'm sure that's if he doesn't suffer, you know, from burnout, you know, because yeah, uh, yeah. the huge it, it was an example of the huge demand that's on young players. Well, I suppose next year he won't have under twenty football or hurling, so it's uh, it's all about senior now for him. Yeah, there's an element of that, uh, but. Will he will he place? He'll have to make a choice. I'm sure between football and hurling, he won't he be do able well to, to break into that Kerry senior football. Yeah, panel. well, look at uh, what what a what a class act they are. You know, obviously Kerry have won five All Ireland's minor level in the last couple of years, so they have just a, a huge a bit of a shock for them then to lose that under twenty monster final to Cork. I saw that game; they were very good. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, the how? Ha- yeah, I guess it was a shock because. You would think those minor players are emerging now through onto uh, the under twenty team, and so yeah. But I mean, one of the one of the the stories of the year, I think, is is Cork's revival. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in the league, they were very well. They were very well, ordinary. They were relegated. They were relegated. relegated division, division three. three yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, if this two tier system comes in, they won't even be in it. So what has happened? What is you'd wonder what has happened in the in the in the last couple of months. They've, you know, up, put up a decent show against Dublin. They were caught out near the end, but uh, 
uh, we were kind of talking about... We spoke about momentum before, you know, been, mm. been a great thing. And uh, it, it was a big a big help. And another team that suffered a, a defeat, another me team that suffered a defeat, was uh, the Camogie players in part of a historic double bill in Ashburn last Saturday. Um, me, Chronicle Sports editor Colin Collier, was there to cover both games, the football and the Camogie. First time ever in the country that championship ladies football and camogie games are held as a double header but uh the camogiers really or the camogues as they like to be known put up a really battling performance losing out by 15 points to 11 to tipperary and um, they would have been expected to have been well bet in that game but it was a, an outstanding performance really from me camogie team probably summed up or, or highlighted by the fact that christina troy picked up the the official national camogie player of the week award for her performance in Mead's display Christina scored three points I know two two frees and Jane Dolan scored three frees and Anya McInerney Megan Tyne Cheyenne O'Brien were also uh, on the target for Mead but you talk about Barry O'Mahony for the Kerry Kerry hurlers and the under 20 footballers and we talk about Emma Duggan and Orla Lally for the Mead minors and the Mead senior footballers Megan Tyne went even one step further in that she played for the Mead Senior or the Mead Ladies football team at two o'clock in Ashburn on Saturday and then lined out and played a full game for the Camogie team yeah, at five o'clock on Saturday. So, yeah. you know, within three or four hours, she had played two games of football. It, it was remarkable and just testament to that girl's commitment and willingness to, to put everything on the line for that green jersey. She's a, a phenomenal young star and, and she's a, an unbelievable talent. And on top of all that, she's one of the nicest girls you'll ever meet. I had the pleasure of working with her when she was with the Mead Miners a couple of years ago as well. And she's just an all-round superstar and never never shirks a job, never will ask why, uh, you know, why am I been doing this or why have I do that? She just wants to get on and do it. And with 15 or 20 Megan Tynes in this county, we'd be going places. Sure, you. You, you could see that attitude in our performances. Like, in that, I mean, that's it's often said how... Uh, players reveal their character when they when, when they're playing you know and uh, you certainly see the, the commitment that Megan gives I mean it's, she gives 100% for each game she plays for Mead and she's she's a great example to younger players I know she really she's very is, young herself yeah. still but uh, she's younger players uh, coming up through the system so, um, Megan, yeah, so yeah, but the, uh, the, the main event of the weekend of course was Mead's uh, loss 217 to 14 points uh, Super 8's loss to Mayo which on the face of it, it looks like, God, there's another nine-point drubbing for Mead and uh, where are they going? And it's coming off the back of a nine-point defeat by Donegal in the first round of Super 8s and then with Kerry coming next Sunday week or Saturday night week. It's uh, wh- what's going on. But, you know, never judge a book by its cover. Um, well, they were in the game very until the, until the closing stages once yeah, again. 60, into the 60th minute again, they were well in the game. Um as I said, uh, we well, neither of us were at it because uh, well, we we were at different things, of course. But uh, I went back and I've looked at the game three or four times, and again, quality of the football wasn't great. Uh, you could see where Mayo just aren't the force that they used to be, but you can also see where they called on, you know, a lot of experience, a lot of game management know-how, a lot of uh, composure in tough situations that they managed to ride out the storms when Mead were very clearly on top and then they can bring in bring in a player like Andy Moran like they did at half time and what an impact he had he was outstanding um, 
Well, it probably raises the issue that me just haven't got the, um, the strength and depth maybe just yet in the panel to bring on. The, I know they're bringing on, in terms of players, bringing on players who maybe have the experience. Well, you're talking about Andy Moore there. What a vast amount of experience yeah. he has. Yeah. So, but young players, but they will have learned from this. Again, it's, it's still Absolutely. a learning process. And, and it's something that we've said all along, that getting to the Super 8s is going to give me three games against Division 1 teams. And then you have a National League Division 1 campaign next spring which will give players seven games against division one teams so you know as i can't remember who who it was that said it but i think it was tommy rooney on, on news talk and good meet hillman there had said that uh meet are going to play more division one teams in the next eight months than they've played in the last 10 years yeah it's very so, good you point. know so it, it really has to be all a positive for mead and with 60 61 minutes on the clock Mead were only a point down very much in this game but it was just that it, it, it was a disappointing kick out from Andy Colgan had, had played quite well um, a couple of his kickouts were excellent earlier on in the game but one went astray again and I always point back it takes it's not just one person for a kick out to go astray there has to be a breakdown of communication the target that you're aiming at that obviously wasn't tuned in for, for that kick out either so uh, Mayo got in for gold. They got three points. All of a sudden, in the space of two or three minutes, Mead went from being one point down to being seven points down. And then you're going chasing a game. And Mead did have opportunities. Now, Shane Walsh came in. What an exciting prospect he is. Yeah. Kicked five frees, but missed two frees that he might have expected to score. But he's only 18, Fargo. He's 19. He's 19. 19. Right, okay. Yeah. He's 19. Yeah, he's so pains to, to stress that. We were all saying he was 18, but he, he was 19 last April. Yeah, he repeated okay. his leaving this year. 19. But. Okay. So uh, he's, uh, you know, he uh, to, to come on at that age. Uh, you know, oh yeah, phenomenal, and, and phenomenal. And take but a freeze that, uh, with that pressure. And, and putting that aside, but I, I'm putting that aside, and I'm looking at the cold facts that there were two frees missed there. Um, Killian O'Sullivan had a shot that came back, or a, a, a brilliant cross in from Shane McEntee, brilliant to pick him out, and he had a chance to a goal chance that if he'd taken a hop, step back inside, buried back in that hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? Twenty twenty vision for fools and all that. But instead, he snatched at his shot and hooked it wide. Seamus Lavin, what a performance he had. Unbelievable yeah. game. Yeah. Outstanding. But he got through at one stage for a second point. And he really had a goal goal on. He should have got the goal out. And you could see in the disappointment on his face after it that he knew himself it was a goal chance. Donald Kyogen cleaned through on the goalkeeper into the canal end. And uh, good save, good save from David Clark. He stood up well and made it difficult, and he kind of shot into him. But um, you know, get your head up, pop it across, get it to your main scorers. Me definitely had opportunities to win that game. And while they didn't take them, and while you can reflect on those things and be disappointed at all the missed chances, creating those chances is the thing. That is unbelievable to be able to create those. But we've started to leak scores at the back. So one seventeen. Oh, just off the top of my head now, I hope I'm getting this right. 117 against Dublin, 118 um, against Clare. Uh, it was 219 against Donegal and then 217 against Mayo. The big scores to be shipping, you know. They weren't doing that earlier on in the league. But Colin Nally said when I spoke to him after the game in Donegal, they yeah, were going to have to find a middle ground here somewhere where... Uh, we're staying in the game which is all well and good but then we're conceding these scores so we need to tighten up the back while maintaining that attacking influence but 
It's definitely there and definite mm. signs of improvement and it was great to see it um, mm. on Sunday. Well, you're talking about the attacking influence there. You know, uh, Mickey Newman, of course, went off injured again. You know, another uh, injury they picked up. So uh, we hope that, uh, he, you know, we, we need him around. Cause I he, very much doubt Mickey Newman will be available for um, for the game against Kerry. It was, it was a hamstring injury that he pulled up with. And after the game, he was on crutches with a big ice pack on his ankle as well. Well, he, he he's he's made top to score with four twenty four. Yeah, in the yeah. in the in the, in, in the summer campaign, and uh, then there's uh, after that, you, know, you have Brian Menton with three three six. You talk about the forwards there. So I mean, you know, you're talking about a midfielder, a forward. He's uh, Mickey's a top scorer, and then you have a midfielder. Uh, our midfielder and our second in the scoring. Yeah, but you, you, have, you have good contributions as well. James Conlon has 14 points. Brian McMahon has 110. Killian Killian Sullivan has nine. 9 points. They're not bad contributions. Um, but there is a, a heavy emphasis been put on Mickey Newman. Um, but there's lads to come in. Like Shane, It'll be interesting to see now Shane Walsh gets to start the next time. And against a young against a young Kerry team as well. But for a, throw a young man in against Kerry in a cauldron hopefully it's going to be an absolutely jam-packed part if, if Mead mm. supporters can't get out to this game next Saturday then there's something seriously wrong with, with the supporters in, in this county we need to get out show your appreciation to a team that achieved every single one of their goals this year three goals promotion from Division 2 reach a Leinster final and get to the Super 8s all three were achieved and and well achieved and and very impressively we just, top division two okay didn't win it but they were top of division two got in got to a Leinster final okay beat three division three teams comfortably got to a Leinster final that's been a great year for them yeah and absolutely. and certainly haven't them. let themselves down in the super eights against two outstanding teams would you so, start against that Kerry match would you start Marcus Brennan or um, I'll stick look, with Andy Mark Brennan deserves he deserves a. Uh, his shot in in the in the goals, he came in a phenomenal save last Sunday, um, a penalty save, and it didn't surprise anybody that Mark leapt to his right and kept that out. Um, and very disappointing for him that it fell straight to Killian O'Connor, uh, for for the tap in then afterwards. So, uh, you know, I know the, it goes down as a goal from play for Killian O'Connor, but uh, it's uh, it, it was very disappointing for Mark that it just, that's where it fell. But um, look at there, there, there are claims to give Marcus chance. He's had his opportunity. It's a no, no meat of nothing to lose or nothing to gain um, from this game on Sunday, other than or Saturday week, sorry, other than just um, maintaining the high level of performance that they've maintained so far, and uh, maybe cause a shock to Kerry, which Kerry will need to win it. Um, I think as well yeah. to to get their place in Super A's would that be right to well definitely to confirm it well it you? depends on the other the yeah, other game of course the, the other Donegal game is the, the, game. that's, yeah, a, that's uh, you know going to be a crucial game obviously for yeah, for yeah. both of us so it depends on what happens there as well But yeah, uh, so Kerry are coming to Navin Kerry, with something to play for to, yeah absolutely yeah. It, it adds another dimension to this game yeah. which so I really really hope the meet supporters get out we need to absolutely flood Navin in green and gold I know Kerry will bring their green and gold but we need to Get there and make plenty of noise. Get there early. Create a carnival-like atmosphere. We need to make Park Tulchin a, a bit of a fortress so that when teams are coming to Park to Navan next year for the league, that they're going to go. Kerry can spread the word and say, "God, it was a tough place to go," and that's what needs to be done. There wasn't the, the you know was 
it wasn't a great sport for me there on, on Sunday, was it? Would you say? Is that why you're? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't there, so no, I, okay. I, I can't. No, really I, I thought you might have heard something back from support other supporters. Well, that. There was a big enough yeah. crowd in, in in Crow Park for the game, and it was a double header. It's hard to know with all the green and gold. Just when when I was looking back at it, and, and you know, you had Donegal in green and gold, and Kerry in green and gold, and Mead in green and gold, and. <laughs> Mayo then wearing green as well. It was, it's, you know, it was a very predominantly green makeup. So it's hard to know how big the specific Mead crowd was. But look, it was, uh, we're playing football in August, which we were knocked out in the early stages of last year uh, by Longford and Tyrone. And that can only be of a benefit to Mead. I remember Andy saying at one stage last year, you know, these big teams are only getting stronger and getting better because they're playing their football against better opposition later into the year. So if you get knocked out early in the year and you're you're sitting at home twiddling your thumbs looking at all this good football, you're not going to get better. So by playing football at this time of the year, no matter how the results pan out, the fact that you're playing, you're improving. You're gaining value, valuable experience that is only going to stand to meet in the future. And I really think that these Super 8s are going to be a, a stepping stone, a founding stone for brighter days ahead for Mead. Especially especially with lads like Shane Walsh, Ethan Devine, uh, James Conlon. Um, plenty of young fellas there coming through. You've also well, Derek yeah, Campion. I know he didn't come in. Um, and back them up. With you know you have Ronan Ryan is there as well. You have Ross is on the pan. Ross Ryan is well, on know, the pan. Seamus Lavin and Shane Gallagher and all, all these young players as well. Yeah. yeah, but back them up then, and with with your Donald Kyogans and your Brian Mentons and your Mickey Newmans, and you know we're even talking about James McEntee and and Killian O'Sullivan been experienced campaigners. These are young men. Well, uh, probably a part of this year's campaign is that they've reduced the average age of the team. I would imagine. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Hugely, bring it, bring yeah. in these players. So you know, it's it's becoming a young team now and a team for the future. Really, uh, uh, you know, even uh, you know players like Donald Kyogan is still a young player. I mean, yeah. he's only what twenty six or so around that. You know, uh, you would expect maybe his best year still to come even you absolutely, know absolutely yeah, yeah so uh, yeah so that's uh, plenty well, hopefully he's in line and it sparked a little bit of debate a couple of weeks ago about him being an, a possible all-star and uh, it's general talk is that he, he is a very strong contender for an all-star and, and he mightn't be the only Mead player that could be nominated there's a uh, you know Brian Menton definitely deserves a nomination I think Connor McGill deserves a nomination for an all-star the last couple of games Seamus Lavin hasn't put a foot wrong uh, would probably be unlucky if he missed out on the nomination for an All-Star. So we could have four or five players nominated, which for a team coming from where we came from last year would be phenomenal achievement. Well, if we had two, uh, it'd, be, it'd be a brilliant achievement. So. Well, it would, yeah, yeah. It would, it would. But, uh, um, Fergal, you know, certainly, uh, so Kerry next, coming up, um, you know, more or less the same team, you would start them, um, possibly the goalkeeper, Dunny, Dunny, Hopefully, well, you know, Mickey Newman might could yeah. miss out with injury. Um, it's Graham hard to know Riley, if, if he'll if he'll change the goalkeeper. There's probably no reason to change the goalkeeper other than just sentiment in terms of giving giving Mark Brennan a run, uh, and Mark would certainly deserve a run. Um, there's probably very little difference in terms of quality, uh, and the two boys are excellent goalkeepers. Um, Mark Mark's kickouts are 
okay, there mightn't be a big boom and kick out that you see from some guys, but Mark is very accurate with his kick outs, very quick with them, very supportive. And when the ball gets out there, he's non stop talking. Anybody that's seen Mark Brennan play for Navin and he knows exactly the type of goalkeeper he is. And you know, he, you'll great, get the same shot stopper. You get the same from Mark Brennan in training as you would in front of 80,000 people in Crow Park. Mm. He'll be talking, he'll be enthusiastic, he'll be 100% focused, brilliant shot stopper, unbelievable shot stopper intelligent kickouts again as i said they mightn't be the longest they won't go 70 80 yards but they'll land on a on a thruppany bit as you like to call them jimmy from 45 um, yards I remember those <laughs> land, he'd land them on a thruppany bit and uh he certainly deserves deserves a run out um uh, graham riley should be back as well and then ben brennan possibly you know he he's um well hard to know he, he might uh, he might give uh, you know try there's thinking it up to 40 players involved in the panel so it'll be interesting to see who he brings in um not sure whether graham and ben, ben brennan will be available or not uh graham wasn't part of the squad for the last time last game against mayo and uh, ben brennan well, is supposed to have picked up a Ill, bit of an injury Ill, yeah. has been ill right okay um we talk about Mark Brennan playing and we'll just move on from that. So we'd like to wish me the best of luck into that final game and we will look at it maybe in a little bit more in next week's podcast. Um, yeah, but this t- week, there's a few big games coming up. Uh, this weekend on Friday night, you have the A-League Division 1 final between Mark Brennan's team, Navin Amatnes and Gail Colin Kill. Um, I'm not sure. You might get an indication if as to whether Mark will play on Saturday night if he's allowed to play in that game. An A-League final, he probably won't play Saturday night. So it'll be interesting to see if he does play. But Gail Column Kill are... Uh, Navin and he's top Division 1. And Gail Column Kill came through beating Simon or beating Summerhill in the playoff to earn their place in the final. And they're a really good, strong, consistent, solid team, Gail Column Kill, against a, a young Navin and side that are progressing the whole time under Kevin Riley's management. And... It should be a really good A-League Division 1 final. certainly should, because Gail Colm Killer have been uh, there or thereabouts in the Championship in recent years and the last few Just years. can't get over that line. Y- you know, but it can't. Uh, yeah, big matches. But this will do them, you know, they've won the Fesh Cup as well. Uh, this will do them... Um, it's their know, second year in the final, yeah. They were beaten by screen in last year's final, I think. But so. again, you look at a man, he's like to have that strength, to have that uh, the strength and depth. They're, they're, they're playing really well this year as well, again. So I would I would say I'd have to go for a Mahoney's again and uh, but um, it should be an, a intriguing match. Well, you know, well, I, I, I'm that? actually going to go with Gail Colin Kill in this. I think they have a very settled side. They're in in players like Brian Hanlon, in players like Seamus Matamo, Fionn Riley, Oshin Riley, uh, the Fergusons. They've got some outstanding footballers uh, that play at a really high, consistent level. Um, I know O'Mahony's the, the team isn't always as settled they've, they've had a lot of players in and out but they have some, the usual class of Niall McCaig at the back a full back um, Stephen Bray at full forward doesn't get much more classy to them two boys but then you have Oshin O'Brien who's come in and uh, really set O'Mahony's alight this year he's been really impressive it'll be a tight game but I think Gail Colin Kill might just shade that one 
Uh, on, on, on Friday evening again as well, Fergal Centristown are playing Balnebrack in the A Football League Division 2 final. Isn't it great uh, that Balnebrack are going to be playing Division 1 football next year? Yeah, well, it's a, certainly they'll want to finish off their great campaign with a, a victory here. But I, I know it didn't go too well for Sidden this year, I've been in Division 1, and it is a huge step up for an intermediate side to go up and try and compete with with the senior clubs in, in over 13 games. Well, if they can get two or three victories, you yeah. know, that should be enough to consolidate their place. It should be, but... Uh, yeah. But it, it's getting... Yeah. As, as you said, as Sidden showed this year, yeah. it's very, very difficult to get those few wins just to make sure they can stay up there. Sanchestown against Balnebrack, I have to go for Sanchestown with the, you know, the, the power that they have uh, Yeah, they're an experienced the outfit and... and uh, you know, in the Sheridans, and, and I think Brian Sheridan is hitting a good bit of form there as well lately. And Joe's generally a uh, smooth operator around midfield as well. But they also have young, good young fellas as well. Dylan Keating is a, an, an exciting young player. Um, Kyle Hickey is another good, exciting young player. Whether he'll play on Friday night or not now, I don't know. But um, they've First got they've some, some great young players coming through in Sanchestown. And of course, they've Ushin McConville on the sideline with them. So, uh, his now should, should surely have them. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that one, Jimmy. I go along yeah. with Sanchez Town. Okay, uh, Fergal. Yeah, so that's uh, certainly um, uh, plenty of action there. For Saturday night as well, of course. Saturday night, yeah, we've got the... Uh, the, the Division 3 final. Division 3 final between Castletown and Ballinlaw. Now, Castletown, of course, a remarkable year they're having, just uh, victory after victory after victory. They're having a great year. They're kind you know, of slowed, so, slipped up the last you know, couple of weeks. Yeah, they've yeah got, but they're already... Didn't they have, they were nearly secure their final place yeah but they almost, lost out to Corn Labonia uh, which was a bit of a surprise um, you know I think the Blackhawk Gales bet them 3-9 to 9 points in, in the Corn Labonia uh, which kind of a little bit of a dent they lost their last game of the league um, I think it was was it two Ballinock did they lose their last game yeah so I think so yeah it'll yeah. be interesting to see if Ballinock can carry that on of course um, good players there with, with both sides as well and uh, it's hard to know who to pick for that one Jimmy well I, I would I would go for Castletown you know I know yeah. they've, they've, they've experienced some of a speed bump in recent times but uh, you know they should still they've had a brilliant year I think momentum is, is a crucial thing and I think uh, Bannock have that little bit more momentum now and whereas mm. Castletown has slipped up in their last couple of games and Maybe a few doubts starting to creep into their mind, but I might just go for Ballinlock to win that one. Yeah, Pather there and again. You know, yeah, good weekend for that area, uh, North Mead with Ballinlock and Gail Colum Kill. If my two predictions there to come true, some... yeah, I, I'll stick with Castletown for that one, uh, Fergal. You know, so um, again, it's it's it shows that the the local GA season is beginning to pick up pace now when you see these matches yeah. uh, you know because the championship will be, be back on uh, action the championship soon. is due back I think around the 10th of August but before yeah. that actually you've got two Fesh Cup semi-finals on Tuesday, next Tuesday uh, which is Simestown against Summerhill and Trim and Retote against Kells Gail Colin Kill again in, still in the Fesh Cup as well so they have another big game in screen next Tuesday mm. so it's a hectic few days for Gail Colin Kelly well, uh, well it's also t- you know at this stage t- teams now want to start picking up as you talk about momentum and the importance of it you know c- with the championship starting they wanted to carve out victories so uh, those uh, those league finals should be very should be very interesting um, so plenty to look forward to at the weekend Fergal yeah uh, lots, lots uh, in Prague uh, 
yeah. Well, the festival of football as well in, in, uh, has been on in me during the week as well, and I've been out to a few clubs. The you FAI, know, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. And, uh, you know, clubs have, they deserve great praise for the way they, they put out the welcome mat, um, you know, had everything in place. You know, lots of uh, lots of tea and s- coffee and scones and sandwiches and anything else you wanted, uh, you know, in, in, in these places. So brilliant. And clubs are really working hard and it shows, that, you know, there's a lot of money being spent uh, in soccer clubs in in the area in recent times. John Delaney's money or? Well, not, no, FAI, FAI support, money, their FAI. own money. Well, a lot of it has been their own money fairly. Yeah, like true, most, yeah. mo- the FAI have gone on handing out uh, Donald Conway handing out uh, checks this week to clubs but it's mostly about two, three, four thousand like you know and yeah. uh, so clubs are raising money themselves uh, you know I was at a Rateau there Wednesday they have a clubhouse of 800,000 they, they only know owe about 90,000 and uh, so you know it, it shows an example of a, a club that's put in a huge effort to well, raise their own funds you know well, speaking of which Jimmy um, there's another event on in Trim Celtic uh, uh, very yeah. shortly in about 25 minutes time where uh, Mick McCarthy is going to be a guest so you better get on your uh, I'll be push bike there, yes. push get, bike out get, trim, get yeah. on your push bike to Trim and uh, enjoy that so okay so listen uh, folks uh, keep well out there keep safe and uh Thanks, Fergal, for another... Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, ...your views on another edition of Talk Game, and we'll be back next week. Thanks, Jimmy. Say hi.